The following is a fourth hand production. 80 podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack Van Sickle, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down, we wonder why it's it won't notice us, and and then we then lie to it and pretend we're into the same things it is, and then we hand it over just for you. On today's episode, we take a look at Season 2, Episode 5, entitled, Going, Going Steady. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Birdie Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. Welcome, Jimmy. Welcome, Tack. Thank you. (laughs) Oh. So on today's episode, we are handling teenage girl dating. (laughs) Um, I know you got a daughter that's coming up there. She'll be a teenager in a couple years, right? She'll be 11 in a couple months, yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about her dating in the future? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I originally told her that she's not allowed to date till I die. And she just laughs like I'm joking. Okay. Uh, so I got a feeling she's not going to listen. Uh, it makes me nervous. But at the same time, um, it's kind of an insult to be nervous because that kind of implies that you don't trust that your daughter will do the right thing. So until she gives me a reason, I'm not going to be nervous. Gotcha. Well, in this episode, we got Marsha who starts going steady for the first time. She's 13. That's, uh, um, do you think that's that. a good age? Or how, look at how many people Ron dated when he was 13. <laughs> but that's different. He's a boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because girls are feeble and boys know everything. I forgot. <clears throat> no, I mean, they, they, they say, you know, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. But I feel like it kind of does. But I don't know. I don't but I mean, know. does it matter because it really matters? Or does it matter because it's in our head to matter? You know what I mean? I mean, as as boys, we're, we're kind of brought up to take care of girls and to... You know what I mean? Like chivalry and all that kind of thing. And, and how do you, yeah. how do you treat your daughter? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you want to protect your girlfriend. You want to protect your wife. I mean, obviously that's going to tie over to your daughter, but how do you do that and still give them the freedom to learn and to do what they're supposed to? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a slippery um, slope. Not really. It's just <laughs> a slippery slope. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I mean, so I have twin girls and they're 21 now, but when they were in middle school, high school, they didn't really like date, really. I mean, they did. Well, no, they're sisters. (laughs) 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 We're not the Brady Bunch. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of gross. (laughs) That was good. Um, But, uh, like, I don't remember. They never went and said, I really like this boy and he's cute and he asked me to go steady. I understand that's an old fashioned term, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, like, and it said, oh, I, I have this boyfriend and we're going to go out on this date. And like, like that never really happened. I mean, sure, they dated dudes or whatever, but a lot of times they like kept it from us, you know, from me, yeah, yeah. me and their mother and didn't really tell any, tell us anything. And how we're being very shady and hiding shit. And, you know, it's just like, whatever. Well, I, I mean, mean I, my, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you can honestly say that we, we never kept that from our moms. <laughs> right, because there wasn't anything. No, because we keep. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was a senior in high school. Same so. here. Same here. <laughs> well, yeah. no, you had one when you were in eleventh grade. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. She didn't count. <laughs> sure, she did. Well, no, if she counted, no. you would have like met her parents and stuff. <laughs> That's true. I did do like traditional like dating type. So I guess so. But here's the <laughs> the weird part. Like I never even <clears throat> kissed her, which is weird. That is weird. Yeah. Looking back, it's weird. But back then, I didn't think it was weird. But looking back, like yeah, that was so weird. You know, the girl I was dating at the time, I still talk to. Yeah, yeah. I talked to her probably once a month. I still- yeah, I have ex girlfriends. Like my first girlfriend when I was a senior, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I still comment on her posts and stuff like that, and you know, yeah, we'll chit chat. Like I remember one time she posted a picture of her in high school, and I was like, "That's how I remember you." And <laughs> I remember that picture I used to hang in your living room when you were, and she would like like it or laugh and like I know right, or you know, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, all right. Well, we're gonna get more into this dating and going steady stuff, <laughs> and hear about. Marsha and her little trampiness. Yeah, her little sexcapades. <laughs> it's called French All kissing. Right. <laughs> Alright, so when we get back, we're going to get all into it and uh, get all up in Marsha's business. So cool. <laughs> we'll be back. Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. Okay, so we got the Brady Bunch, Season 2, Episode 5, entitled, Going, Going Steady. So, facts about the episode, this first aired on October 23rd, 1970, written by David P. Harmon, we've seen his name before, (laughs) and directed by, of course, Oscar Rudolph. It's interesting uh, that this wasn't a Halloween episode. 
Well, I guess maybe the one Why? after this might be Halloween. Well, because it's October 23rd. Oh, 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 yeah, that's a good point. Maybe the yeah, next maybe one will the be next Halloween. episode. Maybe. Huh. Interesting. Uh, um, little fun fact, according to IMDb, there's a segment that takes place in Mike and Carol's room mm-hmm. with the, the camera was behind Carol's makeup mirror, right. and we see a chair in a window where usually is the fourth wall. Now, that's according to IMDb. When I actually looked at the shot, I was like, that's not really the fourth wall that we're seeing. No. That's just a little bit more of the wall that the door's on that we that's just what don't I thought really too, see. Yeah. yeah, so... And thanks a lot, IMDb. I think you're full of shit, man. Exactly. Hmm. Anywho, we ready to break this down and get into it? We are ready to break it down. Bobby B, break it down. <laughs> All right. So we fade in. <clears throat> I like I kind of I kind of like what you did. I think I'm gonna start doing it. Scene one. Oh. You know what we should start the first time, but I just kind of like it. What? We should start playing the, the Brady Bunch background music when we fade in. You mean like, oh, like ding, we should ding, ding, we, ding. we open? You know what I mean, we totally should. We should do it. All right, like this. Fade in. I like, I like that. that. I like All that right. too. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so scene one. We open up and see Marsha coming home from school, which appears that her head is in the clouds and she's smelling a flower. <laughs> she then walks in the front door and Carol is straightening up. Surprising. It's weird. Yeah, she's not straightening up. She's straight up polishing furniture. Like she's oh, cleaning oh, and it's gotcha. not the family room. <laughs> right. So I don't know what's up with that. But yeah. yeah. So Carol greets Marsha and <clears throat> Marsha says, hey, Alice. Carol says, Alice, I thought it was Carol Brady, your mother. I, I laughed out loud when that when she said that. <laughs> because she's standing there cleaning, and I'm thinking, why is Carol cleaning? And then she busts <laughs> out and goes, hey, that. Alice. I'm like, yes, that is awesome. All, all she sees is someone cleaning in her peripherals, and yeah. she just assumes it's Alice. That is so awesome. <laughs> that, that is awesome. I didn't think of that. So Marcia continues to say, what a glorious day. The daffodils are singing. The birds are blooming. And Marsha continues to go upstairs, and Mike comes out and sees this. Mike asks Carol, the daffodils are singing, birds are blooming? What's with her? (laughs) Carol says, well, my woman's intuition tells me that her little girl has got a slight case of puppy love. Mike laughs and says, slight case? I'd say with that dazed look on her face, I'd say we've got an epidemic. Mike comments on how she's only 13. Carol says, well, that's the age, the time between childhood and adolescence. Is that the line? Because I kind of missed it, but it seems like a weird thing to say between childhood and adolescence. Like she's an adolescent now. Yeah. I mean, I would kind of describe anybody that's not a teenager as an an adolescent. Yeah. Mike then asks, well, is there anything we can do to help? Carol says, there certainly is. Prepare ourselves for the agonies to come. And Mike laughs. See, a couple of things. One, she opens up the door. You plainly see outside. She walks in and she says something about how nice the day is. And she says something about the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, something like that. And Carol goes, sun is shining? I thought it was cloudy out. 
Okay, we just yeah, yeah. freaking saw outside when she opened the door. It's sunny. <laughs> you can plainly see that it's sunny. <laughs> so, and I know that's probably a matte painting or something like that, but change it if it's supposed to be cloudy. Um, right. Plus, it's California. It only rains like two days a yeah. year. So, yeah. nice try, Carol. Bullshit. Well, second is why do they make such a big deal when Greg's in puppy love? But when Marsha does it, yeah. they're just like, hmm, kids, <laughs> what can you do? Like,. <laughs> Well, I mean, like with Greg, his grades were slipping and all that. Yeah, but wasn't um, there an episode where he had a crush on some girl? On his teacher? Well, I thought there was another one where he had a crush on a girl. Um, I don't think that we've seen oh, yet. Okay. I don't so. think. But still, though, it's, I don't know. You would think the roles would be reversed, you know? Yeah. Because of how misogynistic the show is. But. <laughs> So Alice is in the kitchen putting plastic wrap on what looks like a salad. Jan enters and asks Alice if she's talked to Marsha recently. Alice says, no, she hasn't. Jan says, she's real weird. I asked her if I could borrow her scarf, and she said the air is full of music and the birds smell like wine. (laughs) Alice stops and says, the birds smell like wine. Well, maybe a hummingbird got into someone's cooking, Sherry. Uh, they'll give them something to talk about. Jan giggles. Cindy enters the kitchen and says, Jan, what's the matter with Marsha? Jan asks, uh, did she say something goofy to you too? Cindy says, no, she's just sitting in there staring at the wall with a dumb look on her face. Alice says, maybe she's coming down with the flu. I better check on her. Wait, she don't have the sniffles, does she? Sorry. <laughs> God forbid, and have a whole panic sit through the house. <laughs> she could just die then. Marsha, <laughs> just then, Marsha enters the kitchen. Alice asks her if she's feeling okay. Marsha says, "When your heart has wings, who can feel?" And then she takes a bite of an apple and exits the kitchen. <laughs> Jan asks Alice, "Now do you believe me?" Alice laughs and says, "Well, I was close when I said she's got the bug." She's got the love bug, not the flu bug. <laughs> so, I, I, one note, I think it would be funnier if, because in the scene, I don't think you, you say it. In the scene, she comes in and she says, you know, the stupid line. Um, and then she grabs an apple, takes a bite, and then leaves. Yeah. It would have been funnier if when she left, um, if... Um, I can't remember who says the line. Um, when they say something about a bug, if Alice replied, "Well, well, yeah, because that was a fake apple," you know, it, it, I just I don't know why I was expecting the apple to be a wax oh. apple, and then she took a bite <laughs> of a fake apple. I don't know. <clears throat> it would have been a stupid gag, but I think it would have been funny. Yeah, I was like waiting funny. for it. I was like, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> I was disappointed. But. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we see the boys coming down the stairs into the living room where Mike and Carol are hanging out. They all complain that Marsha has been in the bathroom for over an hour. Carol says, oh, be patient with her boys. You know she's in the throes of her first romance. (laughs) And then Bobby pukes. No. (laughs) Bobby says, you mean she's in love? Yuck. Greg asks, well, who's the unfortunate fella? Which I thought was kind of funny, but like. (laughs) Carol just like ignores and goes, oh, I think it's Harvey Klinger. And then the boys are all shocked that it's Harvey Klinger. How the I didn't hell write does it all she out. know? 
<laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe she had a conversation, but but then they did the predictable gag where yeah, yeah. Greg goes, Harvey Klinger. Peter's like, Harvey Klinger. And then Bobby, I already knew it was coming. Yeah, and Bobby's yeah, yeah. like, Harvey Klinger? Who's Harvey Klinger? Yeah, you yeah. Know? But I, I'm yeah. sitting there thinking, like, how the hell does she know that it's Harvey Klinger? I don't like, know. Do you, I mean, Maybe she's she... telling everybody complete nonsense, how tulips are flying yeah. or whatever the hell the line is. And then <laughs> she happens to have a conversation with her mom and what the whole problem, like, that doesn't make any sense. I thought they were going, I thought they mm. were setting us up to try to figure out, okay, what the hell's going on with Marsha? And then suddenly yeah. Carol knows everything and it happened off camera. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, at least have Carol be straightening up because apparently Alice don't. <clears throat> and then find like on a book, I love Harvey or something. You know what I mean? Then, then at least yeah, it yeah. would made sense. But I was a little disappointed. It's just, I think it was a cop out. Well, I mean, she already said earlier, it's mother's intuition. So there it is. I guess. Super mother's intuition to tell you names too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mike asks, what's wrong with him? Greg says, everything is wrong with Harvey Klinger. He's an all-time great American grade A creep. <laughs> Besides being a jerk, a goof, and a double dingbat, Carol says, Greg, watch your fucking mouth. No. <laughs> she says, Greg, don't you think that's just a little too strong? Greg retorts with, those are his good points. Yeah, like, we meet Harvey later on in the episode. Yeah. yeah. And... Maybe it was bad acting, but I didn't get any of those. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, he's an interesting character, and I wanted to talk about him more once we yeah, meet yeah, him. Yeah. But I never got but, the feeling he was a jerk. I never got the feeling he was a goof, and I never—I certainly didn't feel like he was a double dingbat because that's that's a fucked up thing to say to somebody. Right? Um, that's a bit strong. <laughs> but then again, I have snakes and frogs and lizards, so. Maybe I, maybe I feel a kinship with this kid. I don't know. But anyways, I, I don't want to ruin that. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right. So Cindy, Cindy, Cindy enters into the living room and says, you'll never guess what happened. She's out of the bathroom. Now she's on the phone. Greg comments on how it's probably harebrained Harvey. Cindy says, no, she's on the phone with her friend and they're talking about Harvey. And it sure sounds icky. See, I don't think this line was done very well. It, it wasn't good writing. Because, like... So... Well, apparently, Cindy... I don't know how old she is. Three, four, whatever. That's how she acts. <laughs> that's how she and acts. If, if Marsha was on the phone talking, I love you, I love you too. Oh my gosh, I love Harvey. He's such a cute guy. What would Cindy most yeah. likely say? Well, yeah, and it sounds icky. Right? Yeah. But... If Marsha was on the phone and she was having an intense conversation with somebody because she was upset, she could also right. say, it sounds icky. So I don't think this was written very well. Well, see, I kind of thought like, okay, so Cindy overhears her talking to her friend about Harvey. Right. right? And then her comment is that it sounded icky. So I'm wondering, <clears throat> what is she saying to her friend on the phone, like, right. God, I want to put his balls in my mouth. And I was <laughs> like, what's icky? What is she saying? But in the next scene, we find out what was being said. Do we? Yeah. Well, not the next well, scene, let's but find kind out. of the next scene. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get there. Yeah. Um, Alice and Carol are setting the table for dinner. All the kids run over to the table. Cindy from the top of the stairs says, she's still staring at the wall. Mike <laughs> says, Cindy. 
must we continue to have these 10 minute announcements? You know, Cindy's a lot like John Madden, like him play by play and shit. So Alice says that she'll go up and get her. What's up with, with Cindy's like oversized shirt that she's trying to pass off as a dress? <laughs> those little sundresses. Uh, those were popular back then. Like I remember yeah, my little sister, it looks Jenny, like a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> right. My sister, Jenny, when she was young, she wore like little sundresses like that too. But right. she also had like these like short tape things that were underneath yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. It was pretty common to wear for her to wear like those really short sundresses for a little girl. Oh, you know? right. oh that's weird. So, okay. Also, like another thing I noticed was, you know, they're setting up yeah. the table, right? And Alice has that yeah. line, you know, why don't you go ahead and eat, Mister Mister Brady? Because uh, when my pot roast gets cold, you know, it loses something, gets lost in translation. Some line like that. Okay. There's 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 no pot roast on the table. Like if you look at the table, there's a centerpiece <laughs> with a bunch of flowers. There's bread that Carol brings out and a salad that Alice was covering earlier. And that's it. Yeah. Like that's their dinner, salad and bread and flowers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're eating. And there's only talks of a pot roast. So Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> so Alice enters into Marsha's room and Marsha is sitting on her bed looking sad. Sorry? Alice asks what's wrong. Marsha says that Harvey doesn't know she's alive. Alice says, now what makes you say that? Marcia says, I didn't. He did. He told my girlfriend, Sally. See, exactly. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they were talking about on the phone. That's no. what was icky. Uh, so Alice says, well, maybe she misunderstood him. Marcia sits up and asks Alice, have you ever been in love? I mean, really, truly in love? Alice goes on to tell Marcia about a college roommate, Judy. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, there was this one time in college, but I was drunk. <laughs> right? No, I'm just kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, uh, Alice says, sure. Uh, and it can hurt until the next time you're in love. Marcia says, I'll never find the right man again. Man. Another man again. Man, man. Alice says, sure you will. The problem is to find the right man that thinks you're the right woman. Marcia goes on. What's the difference? If Harvey Klinger doesn't know I exist... I wish I didn't. And then she throws her face into her pillow. <laughs> I wish I was a dinosaur. Is this, I mean, speaking as a parent of two daughters, like, is this what I have to look forward to? Are they really this dramatic? <laughs> um, Not like this. This is nice dramatics. Okay. It is much darker than this. <laughs> so. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I saw a, this one movie I thought was, there was a, a little line in a movie that just made me laugh. And then also, I think I was watching it with Alexis, which is one of my daughters. Right. Jimmy, I know you know that. but yes. um, And then I was like, or it might have been her sister. And I was like, oh, my God, that's your sister right there. And she was like, yeah. At the time, that was kind of how she acted. So in this movie, it was um, Dan in Real Life. Remember that movie with uh, Steve Carell? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there was a scene in the beginning where he's like forcing his daughters to go on this trip. And this one one of his daughters didn't want to leave her boyfriend behind, but he's like, too bad you're going and we have to go. And then she's like crying and she screams at him, you're a murderer of love. You know, <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's your sister. Wow, <laughs> Everything yeah. you do is, quote, ruining her life. 
You know, even if it's something like, hey, I need you to get off the phone because it's dinner time or something like that. Or right. no, this is an important call. Uh, and then they'll make up shit like, like, I have to be on this phone right now because my friend is contemplating suicide. And if I get off the phone now, she's going to kill herself. <laughs> and it'd be like, well, she can wait till you till after you finish your dinner. Right. Like, You're ruining my life. You know, it's kind of shit. You know, they'll be dramatic like that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, me and you, we didn't even date girls when we were 13. We were afraid of them. But we knew a lot of people that were dating. And I don't think any of them thought they were in love. Like, I don't I think don't that's know. how kids think. I don't think any 13-year-old thinks they're in love. Well, going back to another story about my daughters. So, one of my daughters, I won't name them, but one of them was... <clears throat> I guess she was probably around 13, 14. Yeah. Um, maybe even 15. I doubt it, but I think under 15. Um, she started talking to some kid online, right? Right. And uh, some kid, like, overseas, you know. And uh, they used to chat all day long. And then she thought she was in love. They talked about they were going to get married and have kids and <laughs> all this kind of crazy shit. And, like, her sister was like... What is wrong with you? You don't even know this dude. Like, and right. it's not like it was some like thirty year old dude. It wasn't. He was a kid, same age as her, you know, and all that. <laughs> and uh, and they were like going to get married and they were going to have kids. Wow, and right. you know, they talked about all of that, and I was like, because I'd seen like their conversations. I was like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> you were snooping. And then she was like, uh, yeah, we had to because we didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> she wasn't telling us anything, and right. then, uh, um. And then she thought for sure. And then, like, you try to say, like, are you kidding? Like, you're too young. He's a kid. You're a kid. Like, he lives on the other side of the world. And and she would just, dad made no sense to her. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> this is happening. Like, you know. And, of course, obviously, she did not <laughs> get, end up marrying him or having no. kids. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, like, anywho, with, with so, my daughter, one, one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to really encourage her to come to me with, with stuff and my wife. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to, you know, kind of make a deal with her, so to speak, where, you know, if she comes to us about something and tells us something, she's not going to get in trouble. But if we find out on her own, she will right. kind of thing. Because I want her to, when she's older, I want her to feel comfortable coming and talking to us and saying, Hey, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like we have a slight advantage because my kids are homeschooled. Um, so you just have a different relationship with your kids when you're homeschooled. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm hoping that works. I'll keep everybody, you know, informed how this works, how this plays out. So, <laughs> Well, I hope it does, but don't be – I won't be surprised if it doesn't work. Right, yeah. Once they reach a certain age, they just think that you're the enemy and I need they need to keep everything from you. Yeah, I'm sure. Even if it's stupid shit, they, they don't need to keep from you. Right. Like I would find – Alexis would lie to me about the stupidest shit. Like, why are you even lying about that? That's so dumb. Like, yeah, but I'm hoping that's no not reason for all it. children. I, w- I was never like that, but then yeah, I'm not a girl. So, I mean, was your sister girl thing? Was your sister like that? Boy? Um, not really. No, not really. But I've seen it enough to know it's more of a girl thing than a boy thing. Not right. that boys are innocent and they don't lie about shit. That's not true. But it's just different thing. They just I don't know. It's different. It's different, right. hmm. you know. But 
Anywho, next scene, we see Alice telling Mike and Carol in the kitchen how Marcia behaved and what they talked about. She basically said she's being dramatic. <laughs> Carol says that there must be some way they can help her. Mike says there is, by not butting in. <laughs> Honey, look, <laughs> she's going to get over it. Puppy love isn't lasting, and it certainly isn't fatal. And Mike is not wrong here. <laughs> He's not wrong, but you know he sure as hell didn't act like that when it was Greg. <laughs> well, I keep having to remind you of this. Remember, he was like that with Greg. Greg was like, he'd be okay. He's fine. Let it go. And then Carol's like, no, we need to get in, involved here. And he's like, fine, let's get involved. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So Alice says, no, but for a while, it sure feels like you... What was hit my mic? Sure feels like you wish it was. Carol agrees and says that they should try to help her. Mike disagrees. <laughs> Carol then puts her foot down and decides that they're going to help her. <laughs> Alice adds, the problem is that Harvey Klinger doesn't even notice Marsha. Carol smiles and says, well, let's think of a way to see that he does. Alice agrees. They both turn to Mike and Mike laughs and says, oh, no. You think of a way. <laughs> Carol gives that, please, Daddy, look. <laughs> and Mike caves and agrees to help. Carol says, okay, now, Mike, when you were Harvey's age, what attracted you to girls? Nothing. Mike laughs Sorry. and says, <laughs> yeah, Mike laughs and says, well, uh, having something in common, like a hobby. Carol asks, well, what was your hobby? Mike says, girls, and laughs. <laughs> Alice thinks and adds, I wonder what Harvey Klinger's hobby is. So, after watching that scene, this got me thinking. So, all the adults are, like, banding together to help this boy, quote, notice Marsha. Because it couldn't possibly be, or maybe, that he just doesn't fucking like her. Or maybe but it no. couldn't be because Marsha's a bitch. Yeah. No. And word no has finally way, gotten around. <laughs> right. That's a possibility. Yeah. He must not have noticed her. You know, that's it. I mean, it's Marsha, not Jan. You know, that's it's true, like, yeah. we're talking about Marsha here. And like, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, just hasn't seen her. That's it. It was funny though that the, the smile that Mike gives when she's like, you know, um, what did you know? How did you notice girls or whatever? He got this shitting grin on his face, like, oh, I wasn't noticing girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, scene seven. Next, we see Carol. Quizzing Marsha in the family room on Harvey's biggest hobby, which is bugs. She has an encyclopedia out and is pointing out moths and asking Marsha what their names are. So Bobby, this is a Patty. <laughs> yeah. So this is an awesome lesson, you know, that Carol's teaching her daughter, you know, to adapt a boy's likes so he likes you. Well, that's what she you did. <laughs> that way Marsha can marry Rich, just like Carol did. <laughs> yeah. And that's the family model. You don't think I just landed? You don't think I landed your father just by being myself? Do you? I mean, no. she doesn't work, and she has a housekeeper. <clears throat> she didn't do that because <laughs> right. of you know how good she did in school. So, right, and you know she doesn't have hobbies. Exactly. Like, what are your hobbies? Cleaning uh, and making salad, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking my husband and giving him three kids. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, hey, I like that. Like, okay, we have something in common. Something tells me Carol can regurgitate stuff about architecture at will. <laughs> <laughs> or at least she could a couple yeah. of years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> She's like, wow. So like, is your building like, <laughs> is it Art Nouveau or is yeah, it Look Neco at the flying or? buttresses. I'm like what? <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, I must like marry you today. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so Alice asks if she really wants to do this. And she says, it's what Harvey likes. So they continue. Did you notice how they pronounced cicada? No, I didn't notice. No, because she was like, and what's this? And then she goes, oh, I can't remember how she said it. And I was like, it was like cicada or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just never heard it pronounced like that. It's like they looked it up and read it, but never heard it pronounced before. Like the show, like Sherwood Schwartz, you know. Like the whole gigawatts thing when Back to the Future. Right, right, right. There was another word that they pronounced weird in another one. I don't know. Oh, so Marsha then goes off to bed and Mike enters the room. Mike asks how everything was going. Carol says, oh, really well. Do you know the difference between a male peach tree boar and a female peach tree boar? Mike says, no, I don't have the slightest idea. Carol then says, well, it's a good thing you're not a peach tree boar. <laughs> <laughs> Gay humor is fun. Yeah. When I first heard that, I was like, what the fuck? Like, did they really just say that joke? Like, and it felt uncomfortable. Like, before I even knew the punchline, like, I don't know, just something <laughs> fell off about it. But I don't think Mike liked that joke probably. <laughs> or Robert, I should say. Robert Reed probably didn't, yeah. <laughs> so Carol thanks Mike for coming up with the hobby idea. Mike says, well, I'm doing it under protest, and I think we should still butt out. Just then, they hear a noise outside. Kaboom. Kaboom. No, I'm just kidding. And Carol says that it's Greg outside. He's helping with Marsha's cause. Mike walks over to the window, and we see Greg outside collecting bugs. Mike asks, how did you get him to agree to a thing like that? Carol says, well, I explained the problem to him, and that she is his sister, and it is his duty to help him out. And Mike interrupts and says, well, how much did you pay him? Carol looks at him and says, only 10 cents a bug. And then Mike laughs. How in the hell is this Greg's responsibility? <laughs> I know. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Hey, you want to help your, your daughter get some, uh, get some dick? You want to help <laughs> her you know, pretend she's something she isn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially with a guy you hate. Exactly. Who is a, yeah. what, what is he? A double, what? Double, double ding bat. Double yeah. I don't he know about you, but I ain't helping no double D. Yeah. The double D word. Yeah. So. Scene eight. Next, we finally meet the man of the hour, Harvey Klinger himself. Harvey is sitting on a bench at school outside reading a book on bugs. Harvey is, has thick glasses and a pocket protector to boot. Marcia stalks him and walks up. Walks up to him and pours out bugs she has in an envelope and then asks if she can sit on the bench. Harvey just grunts without looking up from his book. <laughs> in the notes, I put down that he looks like a Walmart version of Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> I expected him to go, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Marcia suddenly looks down at the bugs she just planted on the scene and says, Oh, wow, of all things, a lateral femor femorata. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Harvey quickly looks up from his book and asks, Where? Marcia points straight down and says, Right there. 
Harvey then reaches into his shirt pocket to pull out some tweezers and picks up the bug. He looks at it and says, wow, it's a perfect specimen. Marcia then says, you can have it if you like. <laughs> I already have one. So once again, more lies. She's yeah, telling right. this kid. Harvey says, gee, thanks. My name is Harvey Klinger. Marcia then introduces herself. Harvey then says, you're the first girl I ever met who knew anything about bugs. I collect them. Marcia acts surprised at the news. Harvey goes on and asks if they have the same if they're in the same English class. Marcia says, I don't know. I sit in the front. Obviously more lies yeah, yeah, yeah. that she's telling him. Mm-hmm. And then she asks what he's reading. Harvey tells her that it's The Wonderful World of Insects. Marcia says, That's my favorite book in the whole world. More <laughs> fucking lies. Yeah. The bell rings, and then Harvey asks if he can walk her to class. They walk off together. I can't, I can't, can, you know, like, I can say that <clears throat> I've met a, a few um, insect people going to some of their reptile forums and stuff, and they really yep. do use the scientific names of them. You know, because if you take one kind of, you know, thing, like walking stick or whatever, there's probably like seven different kinds. So unless you use the scientific term, it's really complicated to know what they're talking about. So right. I can't attest that the, the people like that really do use the science, the genus and species names. <laughs> it seems very pretentious. <laughs> but it does. I but like, it. like, for instance, um, Caitlin, she really wants a, a type of spider. And so when you go looking for them, you really, if you go look for them online, you really have to use the genus and species name. You can't really just say jumping spider because in Florida alone, there's right, two right. different kinds. The United States was like 20. So. Gotcha, gotcha. It's, it's more specific. I exactly, get it. yeah. Scene nine. Next, we see Alice and Carol in the kitchen. Shocking. Marcia <laughs> comes running in, shouting for Carol. She says, Mom, you will never, 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 never guess what happened to me. Carol asks, what happened? Marcia says, Harvey Klinger walked me home. Oh, shit. Alice and Carol both beam and say how great it is. So your lying worked. Yay. No. <laughs> that's my daughter. Marcia, <laughs> Marcia continues. The bugs worked, and that's not all. He asked me to go steady with him. I said yes if you say yes. Alice and Carol have to have a look of, uh-oh. Marcia <laughs> asks again, can I, Mom, please? Alice and Carol just look at each other. Carol says, well, um, I'll have to speak to your father about it. Marcia runs off in excitement. Alice and Carol continue to talk about how going steady is such a big step. (laughs) Alice suggests that she better hurry up and tell Mike before he hears it from Marcia. Alice says, he'll understand. He's a reasonable man. Carol agrees. Then Alice says, but as a favor, will you uh, do it on my day off? <laughs> Wait, Alice gets a day off? That when? could have been extreme sarcasm on Alice's part. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, wait a minute, Alice, you don't have a day off. Hmm, I don't, do I? Hmm. And she just walked away and exits. Interesting. I guess you're never telling him then. Hmm. Um, but why is she asking permission? Like, we're, we're who like, asking uh, Marsha, like if me and you would have dated girls when we were thirteen, were we supposed to go home and ask our parents permission? I, I, I. I mean, would when you're never that age, it only that. it only happens at school, and then maybe if you call each other at home, right. <laughs> it's not like you're going out like on dates and stuff. Right. I would never have thought 
to even say, well, let me ask my mom. Yeah, like, right. That, <laughs> that thought would never even entered my mind. I mean, you wouldn't have done that if some <clears throat> dude asked you out. <laughs> right. And that or, happened, or, like, or, all the time, yeah, but right. I was always like, you know, I'm not gay. I'm sorry. No, that I mean, really did cute, ha- that really did happen oh. to me once. I had a guy ask me out at Rockledge. Um, but that's a whole other High story. school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but hmm. also, did you notice that once again, Alice is giving parenting advice? <laughs> yeah. She can't help it. It's like she it's can't, in her no. DNA. And she acts like she's a grandmother, like she's raised like 14 kids. That's how she acts. Maybe yeah. she does. Maybe Alice does have kids. She is older than Carol. I don't think she's that old, though. But I mean, but if she again, was. She's been in the boys' lives since before Bobby was even born. But if she's already had kids, that would explain a lot. Not really. <laughs> I still have <laughs> questions. Yeah. I can understand All her right. acting like that towards the boys, just not the girls. Yeah. Because she's, right. she's known the boys since they were born. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. So this is where we take our next break. So Marsha finally got Harvey Klinger to notice her, and he has asked her out to go steady. But we're still waiting to hear back from good dear old dad. See what he she says. She better get a jacket or a pin out of this. They don't have class <laughs> right. rings yet, but they, she better get something. <laughs> right. All right. We'll be back. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. So, we have no trivia this week, no. but I thought it might be kind of fun, Jim, if we share a little story about maybe your first girlfriend, or first time you went steady, or maybe <laughs> like some sort of puppy love story of some kind. What you got? Well, when I was about eight, maybe, nine, Yeah, I did Saturday morning bowling, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, like everybody else <laughs> well, has. Yeah, everybody Trying to act like nobody has. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there was a girl there that I had a crush on. So I decided. Is this Charlene yet? It is, yeah. So I decided <laughs> okay. that I would get her these really expensive earrings. Right? <laughs> okay. Because I had a crush know, on when you're, her. How old were you again? Eight? I was eight, yeah. I mean, these things were like $3. Like, and they were, oh, okay. they were plastic, but they were the nice plastic, you know? Okay. And, um, so I gave them to her and they were like little lightning bolts, you know? I don't think I ever saw her wear them. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. And then I sent somebody else over to ask if she would go with me, which I didn't even know what that really meant. Um, right, right. And she said, yeah. So I think we called each other on the phone once. And that was it. <laughs> so I didn't even have the nerve to talk to her face to face. Like, I, I was too shy. Um, 
we remained friends for a long time. Like we, she, me and her went out a couple of times. Um, when I was in my twenties, this was when you were up in Georgia. Um, yeah. actually no, when you were out on the sub, you know, she invited me, she used to play, uh, softball and stuff like that <laughs> in some kind of adult league. And, uh, so she invited me to, to watch one of her games and then go get something to eat afterwards. And so we went out a couple of times like that, but it never really amounted to anything. But so, yeah, that was li- really the first time that I had ever had any kind of quote unquote girlfriend puppy love kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And now she runs the uh, the bowling alley and tennis yeah, field. Yeah, she owns so. it, yeah. She owns that yeah. and several others, yeah. Plus yep. she's a professional bowler. So dreams hmm. can come true, Tack. Hmm. It all starts on Saturday mornings <laughs> at eight o'clock. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um so I remember I think it was I was in I don't know, like I think it was sixth grade. So this was just before I met you. And where I was at, because my mom was military, I was kind of all over the country and the world, really. And at the time, sixth grade was still elementary school, so where I was. And then the we when I was in, we had this girl in class, and I don't know what I don't know why it's like this when you're <laughs> a kid, but like when you like like somebody, it becomes like a big deal. Wait a minute, when you, you know, like, like them, or when you like them, like them. When you like them, like okay, okay, okay. Just want to clarify. And yeah, so like there was like um, this whole like the whole class was involved in our potential relationship. Really, you know what grade is this? And uh, sixth grade. Okay, okay. So and uh, <laughs> and I don't even remember how it got out that I even liked her. I don't even remember that, but I remember <laughs> now there was like. I would be like when we were at recess. I would be on one part of the playground, and then there'd be a whole group with her. And like, so do you like? Do you like him? And do you like him? Like, you know, <laughs> will you will you go with him? You know, that's how it was back then. And then I would have a group coming over to me. She said that that she um, wants to compromise, which I don't know what that compromise. means. I don't think she even knows what that means. But <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, I was like. <laughs> And there was a lot of back and forth at recess, you know, and then I think it was maybe like we were going together. I don't even remember, but I don't think anything really happened. I don't even remember if I ever even had any alone conversation time with her at all. Hmm. It was just more of a, oh, we're going together. That girl that's over there, you know. Do you remember who I had a crush on in middle school? I had a crush on this girl all through (sighs) middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Which one? Um, no, my, my middle school. Not girls that I thought were fine. This was actually a crush. <laughs> uh, oh, can we say initials? You, you can say the name. Okay. Well, I don't remember then. Oh, okay. Because you said what years? All through middle. Yeah, sixth, seventh, seventh and eighth, eighth and ninth grade. Yeah. And ninth. Yeah. Well, and then starting in ninth grade, she got really weird. So. Oh, um, I don't. I don't. Well, I kind of have two ideas, but I think I don't you know. know who it is. Um, <laughs> are we talking about RP? No, or RP? JC? Who the hell's RP? RP? Robin? Oh no, not Robin. No, I didn't know her when I was in sixth grade. She that's why. Grade. That's why I was questioning. Yeah, that's why I was questioning. No, she would have been in like fourth grade. No, she this, was a year behind me too. This so. girl had a sister that you had a crush on. Oh, 
Oh, exactly. Twin yes. sister? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Melissa and Melinda. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. No, not Melissa and Melinda. They were my grade. Who? Never mind. It's not that important. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Oh, wait. Are we talking about the Spencer sisters? No, no, no. It's, it's okay. Jesus, who, who are we talking about? Just tell me. This isn't important. We're it sitting, is important. It's driving on. me crazy. We're sitting in math class, right? And I'm just, it, it was final exam day kind of thing. And I'm just drawing, uh, just doodling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was about the time where I had the whole incident with the skateboarding magazine. You remember that? Okay, I'll no. tell you that story too. <laughs> oh my God. And so I'm sitting there drawing this picture. And it was just a stupid picture that I was drawing. Some little character I was drawing. And she's yeah. sitting in front of me, right? So I'm trying Who? to just... This girl. So she turns just around. Tell me. <laughs> she turns around and looks down and she goes, Oh, that picture's nice. And I panicked. I didn't know what to say. Because when the girl you like says, yeah. Oh, you have a nice picture. Like, what do you say, right? So I'm like... Yeah. Uh, do you want it? <laughs> She's like, no. What? No. And some kid next to me goes, you know he likes you, right? Like, it's pretty messed up that you don't want his picture. And somebody else is like, why don't you want his picture? He spent a lot of time on that. And I'm just like, oh my God. I was absolutely mortified. So she she finally turns around and goes, it's a lovely picture. It really is, but I really don't want it. I'm like, it's, it's all right. I don't really don't care. <laughs> Who is this? It's driving me crazy. The Haynes sisters. Oh. Yes. I was going to suggest that, but I never had a crush on any of them. I thought you did. Anyways, mm. um, you remember <laughs> we used to take Thrasher magazines and we would cut pictures of ourselves, our stone faces <laughs> yes, out. Right? We put our faces on, you know, this is like early Photoshop. <laughs> so I had totally forgotten me and you had done this. Completely forgot. Right? <laughs> I think I remember this story. And I, I brought the Thrasher magazine because we had final exams and I was bored and I wanted to look through a magazine. They said we could, right? And so right. I, I bring it to school without thinking anything. I looked through this magazine so many times. And so some kid's like, hey, man, do you mind if I look at your Thrasher magazine? I'm like, no, go ahead. In the middle of an exam, this kid busts out and starts cracking up. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he? And he's like, oh my God, Jimmy, that's awesome. And I'm Totally like dumbstruck. I have no idea what the hell this kid's talking about. So then he holds it up in front of the class and everybody starts cracking up because there's a picture of me making a face on like right. Mike McGill's body and he's up doing some kind of like method error or something off the of ramp. Yeah. That happened in the same class. It was the same teacher, same class. Yeah. Yeah, you told me that story. Um I do have one story real quick and then yeah, we'll yeah. get back into this. So um I remember <laughs> I was in seventh grade, you were in eighth grade, yes. and we went to one of our school dances, middle school dances. <laughs> and then Hey, that worked. You know No, it didn't. It worked, yes, well, it, actually it worked it did. for me. And this is the story that it actually worked. So okay. here's the story saying that it actually worked. So yeah. So Jimmy had this fantastic idea of <laughs> saying, you know what we should do? <laughs> and guys, uh, or girls, anybody, get your notepads out because Get ready to take some Well, notes. not the adults, the kids. The shy kids. No, adults too. Come oh, adults on, get okay. your notepads out. We're about to give some life advice. We are, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're lonely and you're going to a dance, <laughs> Jimmy's advice is, what we should do is you sit over there on that bench and I'll sit over here yes. on this bench. Yes. And then we look sad. Yes. And then somebody comes over and says, what's wrong? And boom, there it is. 
That's your opener, your icebreaker. Yep. I was so, in um, Wind of the Pooh with a girl that everybody in the school liked. And me and her got to be really good friends from being in the show together. And um, and so I, I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I didn't know anybody at the dance. None of my friends went. I was just kind of sitting there, kind of waiting for it to be over so I could go home. She comes up, she goes, she sits next to me. She goes, are you all right? I'm like, um, yeah, just sitting here. She's like, why are you alone? I'm like, well, I don't know. She goes, why aren't you dancing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know anybody to dance with. Are you kidding? So she asked me to dance with her. And so I go out there and start dancing with this girl. And all the guys in the dance are staring at me like, why the hell <laughs> is she dancing with him? Because just about every guy <laughs> in the school liked her. So, yeah, that's, that's right. why I knew that So. Worked. So here we are this night, you and me and you, Jimmy, and we're at this dance, and then a slow song comes on, and that's our cue. Okay, you go sit over there, I'm going to go sit over here. And there was this girl that I liked in my art class, like, a lot, and she was there that night, you know. Her name was Stacy Campbell, and I liked her. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I hope maybe she comes over and talks to me. Uh, so I'm yeah. sitting there, you know, looking sad, you know, like you know, Jimmy had instructed I'm just kind of sitting there, and all of a sudden I see my peripherals. Stacy Campbell is walking yes. over to me. I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "This actually is working." Yeah. And she goes, "Hey, Tack," and I was like, "Hey." She's like, "What are you doing? You just sitting by yourself?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah, all right." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just you know, just sitting here." And she goes, "Oh, so, um, you know, like you know, my friend wants to know if she'll if you'll dance with her." <laughs> oh. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, well, who's your friend? And then points to this other girl who I actually kind of like too. Oh, okay, I thought it was, I thought uh, it was gonna fall. Well, she's really nice. Like, oh, great. <laughs> no, it was uh, Michelle Cullen. I don't know if you remember her, but I remember I'm friends with her on Facebook still. Yeah, I'm friends with her on Facebook. She's actually a school teacher now, and uh, I think she teaches math. I forget. Anyway, um, so I was like. No. Okay. You know, sure. Why not? And so I ended up dancing with her and, uh, it was still cool. She was cool. I liked her. Um, <laughs> one more story. Like, and you can cut all this out if you want. Like, it's not gonna, you're not gonna, my <laughs> <Okay>. but, <laughs> um, and if, if people at home, if you're tired of listening, just fast forward, you're not gonna hurt her feelings either. Um, <laughs> I remember one time I was at a cast party for Barnum. I think it was, yeah. um, you weren't there. So I'm assuming it was Barnum because the other two shows you were when you were in, um, and we're Although, if you're talking about Fable Before Our Time cast party, no, this was I did finals. not go because I completely forgot about the cast <laughs> party until you came by afterwards. Like, why weren't you at the party? And I was like, oh, I totally forgot about yeah. it. No, this would this would have been either Barnum, um, uh, the Sound of Music, or Hello Dolly, which you were in the Sound of Music gotcha. and Hello Dolly. So, um. But we're at this cast party and we're on this hayride. Matt had a, a, this big property and we were all on a hayride going around it. And um, and we we start playing Truth or Dare. right? And there was this girl hmm. there that was a little ho-ish. She wasn't a ho, but she was ho-ish. And, um, and of course the dare came out. Hey, I dare you to make out with somebody. She's like, who? <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> and without missing a beat, she goes, and she wasn't even trying to be funny. That's the funny thing. She goes, if I make out with that poor boy, he's going to cry. I'm like, <laughs> like well, and I'm thinking, what the hell? And the other guy was like, okay, fine. And then he says some other name, like without missing a beat. And I'm just like, God, like that was my one chance to make out with a girl and actually have people see it. 
<laughs> and they they're you know insisting I'm gonna cry. Well, that's better than when I was in like I think fifth grade. Um, the the hot girl in class or the fine girl right. in class. What grade is this? I Did overheard you say tenth? No, like fifth grade. Fifth. Okay, sorry. And uh, I overheard her talking to this other dude in the class, and he was like, "So who do you like in the class?" She's like, "I'm not saying." And then he goes, "Is it Tack?" And I literally hear her. She goes, "No, that's disgusting." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> that is awesome." Yeah, I remember one time um, we were, and this is getting ridiculous, but um, I was at um, uh, uh, acting contest, like a like a uh, thespian festival, and I was with a, a mutual friend of ours, and um, yeah, and this person had a uh, well, she had a um, a solo pantomime that she had to do, and she had to play a, yeah. a younger child, right? So she okay. needed an ace bandage wrapped around her chest to make her look more like a young child. And um, okay. the teacher had to be somewhere else because the one act was coming up. And uh, so she goes, well, you're going to need help. And she goes, well, Jimmy's here. She's like, are you sure you feel comfortable? Like, you really want him helping you? And her her reaction, what she told the teacher was, it's Jimmy. <laughs> and the teacher was like, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, wait, man, what is that supposed to mean? Like, I know me and Tech hang out a lot, but it's not like that. Like, like I like girls. <laughs> like, so, yeah. But we can get back to this. This is ridiculous. We, we shouldn't take this. All right, yeah. This is a, for a different podcast. It is, yeah. yeah All yeah. right. So when we left off, Marsha has a crush on Harvey Klinger. In order for him to notice her, she pretended to be into his hobby, which is bugs. <laughs> and the... Woman got what she wanted from a web of lies. No surprise there, <laughs> and no pun intended. Yeah. And now Harvey has asked her to go steady. Seems like a big step for a 13-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. So scene 10. The next morning, we see all the kids coming down the stairs on their way to school. As they leave, Alice says to Carol, So was Mr. Brady very upset about Marcia going steady? Carol says, Oh, not at all. Alice says, Oh, good. Then Carol admits, I um, didn't tell him yet. She goes on to say that Mike didn't get home until late and she had already gone to sleep. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Carol admits that she will tell him tonight after she makes his favorite dish. Alice says, chicken carol says yeah that's right alice says no i meant you <laughs> carol says all right no more stalling i'll face the music i'll go tell him now want to come with me alice says uh uh no thanks just the same i'm no good at duets <laughs> and then alice exits while carol goes upstairs to talk to mike i swear when cindy walks out in this like this yeah. is. I, I didn't put this in the wrong thing, did I? This is when all the kids are leaving for school, right? Yeah. Yeah, the kids just left. I swear when Cindy walks by, I swear Carol goes, buy Tinder buns or Tinder buns <laughs> or something like that. And I rewound it like five times it. going, what is she saying? And the only thing I can hear is Tinder bums. Like, what the hell does that mean? Did you put on closed captioning? 
No, I didn't think about you that. You know, you got the Apple TV. You can just go That's like, true. what did she just that, say? Yeah. And it'll go back. And but I swear she said, bye, Tinder bums. Okay. <laughs> and why would Carol make Mike anything? I wanted the same thing. like, And and I'll have you make his favorite meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Something tells me like she would make his quote-unquote favorite meals. And then Mike was like, maybe we should get a housekeeper. Like, maybe we should get a maid. Right. Like, how about that? Like, that'd, that'd be fun, right? My girl ain't supposed here. to be cooking. Are you kidding? Like, you're 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 my girl. Let's let somebody else do that. <laughs> so Carol enters into the bedroom where Mike is getting ready for work. Carol begins with, "Mike, you're an open-minded man, right?" <laughs> Mike agrees. He's Carol like, finally yeah. bursts out. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to, are we inviting the black chick down the street? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Carol finally bursts out. Marsha wants to go steady with Harvey Klinger. Mike thinks for a moment while brushing off his shirt and says, You think my striped tie will look good, will look all right with this? Carol repeats herself. Did you hear what I said, Mike? Marsha wants to go steady with Harvey Klinger. Marsha says, No, Mike says, Marsha didn't say anything. Marsha's at school. Mike said, so what? Going steady, school dances, a movie, a soda, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Carol beams and, and asks, you don't think so? Mike adds, no. Honey, going steady today isn't the same as when we were 13. Carol says, oh, I'm so glad you're not upset. Mike says, upset? Carol then says, oh, I absolutely love you, and I really do, and then hugs him. Mike then says, Oh, that's good to hear. You know, after we're married a few years, I may ask you to go steady. <laughs> when he says... It's so... Go ahead, sorry. Sorry. It's so weird how happy Carol is that her daughter is allowed to go steady <laughs> with Harvey. How she had to ask her husband's permission exactly. for her own daughter to do it. Or at least yeah. she felt that way, because obviously he doesn't give a fuck. It probably would have sat better if she would have said, Mike, can I talk to you? Like, I need your advice. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But when she says, Mike, you're an open-minded man, right? And he goes, right. It sounded like he was being sarcastic. Like, he's not open-minded at all. <laughs> <laughs> just the way yeah. he goes, right. Like, he just says it in a way. It's like, you know, I'm not open-minded. Are you kidding? Um, well, it's kind of like, you know, it feels like she's setting him up for something like, you're up on my mind, like, maybe, like, depends. Yeah, 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 I'm like, yeah. what are you about to hit me like, with? what is it you want to put in my butt? Um, <laughs> but did you notice that Mike is putting his tie on backwards? No, I He's didn't 100% notice. putting his tie on backwards, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Scene 12. So now we see Harvey and Marcia in the kitchen looking at Harvey's bug collection. And here's your magnifying glass bit here, Jimmy. Yes, thank you. Finally. You talked about that you, you were waiting for. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Greg enters in and watches and says to himself, sick, positively sickening. And he exits. He's 100% jealous. <laughs> I was a little curious about this. Like, was did he mean because of the bugs or just because of the way she was faking into his hobby, you know, and like... And he's like, you're fucking sick, bitch. Like, no, because that a-hole is taking his girl. <laughs> so scene 13, Greg enters the living room and Carol asks if Harvey and Marsha are still in the kitchen. And Greg says, are they? Yuck. 
Um, back in the kitchen, Harvey continues to show a different species to Marsha. Just then, Jan enters and hears Marsha talking bugs with Harvey. Harvey says, gee, Marsha, you sure know your bugs. <laughs> Marsha says, what a sweet thing to say, Harvey. Jan just rolls her eyes and walks out. Jan now as enters in the living room where Greg is still whining to Carol about how ridiculous Marsha is acting. Jan joins in on the conversation and they both do an overdramatic impressions of Marsha with Harvey. <laughs> Carol laughs and slaps them, slaps them both on the asses and tells them to <laughs> scoot along. They both go upstairs. So there's some more ass slapping for you. It's not by yeah, Mike. Yeah. This time it's by Carol. So we are tracking that. So there's two more <laughs> ass slaps. So if you want to keep score here, that's two ass slaps for Greg, one from each. Yeah. You know, we talked about last week during the un underground movie where right. he was like shooting the movie and then watching Carol like churn butter and looking into his eyes. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and like we feel like my theory is like that's where his attraction to, to, <laughs> to Florence <laughs> Henderson, like that's where it originated yeah, from, just watching her do that. And now he just got his ass slapped by her too, so hmm. she's not helping. Like, it's like that this, episode she wonders of, what, of Growing Pains, where Mike's friend—I yeah. can't remember what his friend's name was—Boner. Boner, yeah. When Boner <laughs> had a crush on his mom, on Mike's mom, <laughs> she was hot. Yeah, because like there was one scene where like, like they show it from the camera's perspective. She just goes up and grabs something off the refrigerator and brings it down to him, and then they show it from Boner's mm-hmm. perspective, and she's like seductively grabbing it and like sticking her like her chest <laughs> in his face and stuff. Like that. That's how this that reminded me of what you were just talking about. Was it Joanna Kearns? Yeah, I Joanna think Kearns was her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Mike enters the kitchen and to see Marsha and Harvey still going at it. Well, talking bugs, not Mike yeah. going oh. at it, but. As Harvey is talking about termites, Mike bends down to look at what they're looking at and gives a disgusted face and walks over to the fridge. He asks them if they want milk and cookies, and neither of them respond. So Mike thinks for a second and says, Say, Harvey, how about a bug sandwich? Harvey says, Did you say something, Mr. Brady? Mike laughs and says, I thought that'd get you. And Mike exits the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Later, we see Bobby and Peter enter the master bedroom where we see Marsha sitting at Carol's vanity putting on fake eyelashes. Peter says, hey, we need another guy for basketball. Marsha barks back, I'm not a guy, I'm a girl, an older girl. Bobby asks, since when? Marsha says, since I started to go steady with Harvey Klinger and I no longer play kids games. Why the hell is she in her mom's room? (laughs) <laughs> well, she's trying on makeup and fake eyelashes and all that shit. But I, I find it hard to believe the kids woman. didn't tattle on her. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're already irritated at her. But also, like, I, it just hit me. Like, she she really does have a thing for nerds, don't she? How so? Well, because later on in the movie, she marries Wally. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Hello. Um <laughs> <laughs> that shit came out like what about. 40 years ago like people haven't seen that by now they're not going to but she really no, I'm does going to. she ends up marrying a nerd like a geek so, that's cool yeah. good for him good for him alright next Jan and Cindy enter the room where Marsha is still putting on fake eyelashes Jan says what are you doing up here so there you go you're supposed to be helping us Cindy says yeah dusting the living room 
Jan adds, and sweeping the patio? Marcia retorts, dust makes my eyes red, which is very unbecoming to a woman going steady. Jan says, then just sweep. Marcia says, but that would ruin my feminine posture. Jen says, you're only 13. You're not old enough to have a posture. That's a good point. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need false eyelashes for? Cindy adds, that one looks like a seesaw. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> As she points to the left one that is completely crooked on her eyelid. That's awesome. <clears throat> Marcia says that it makes her feel womanly, glamorous, beautiful, exotic, and attractive to a man. Jen says, it does? Well, I might as well be beautiful and exotic. Cindy agrees, and they both start grabbing items off the vanity to put on. And then Marsha was like, well, it's not a miracle worker. No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Cheap shot. I couldn't help it. I was fighting it myself. (laughs) I'm glad one of us did. Just then, Carol comes in. Oh, God. Just then, Carol comes in and says, just what do you think you're doing? Which I thought was kind of interesting because Carol comes in and she's like, what do you, what the hell do you think you guys are doing? And yeah. none of them stop what they're doing. No, they no. keep doing it. In fact, they're like, check this out, mom. Like, yeah. look at this. I'm spraying more perfume. Look, I'm a woman. I'm exotic and fucking hot. And, like, <laughs> and they're just like, Marshall's like, oh, we're just doing girl talk, mom. And they're like, look at this and thong Carol, I found in your drawer. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Like a puppet? What is this? <laughs> oh my god! Just put the, and look put at this back in mama's It's drawer. huge. <laughs> Carol sends Jan and Cindy off to go clean themselves off. They have makeup and perfume. And Marcia says, "I was experimenting with the eyelashes, Mom." Carol looks at her and says, "Going steady is one thing, but wearing false eyelashes is out." Marcia says, "Out." A lot of girls my age wear makeup. Carol says, I'm sorry, that's their mother's problem, not mine. Oh, dang. Carol, right? Carol then pulls the eyelashes off Marcia, and she gasps, ouch. And then she goes, like Harvey says, parents just don't understand our generation, and I couldn't help, but, you know, that just, okay, here's the situation. <laughs> parents went away on a week's vacation. So Will Smith got his inspiration from this, is what you're saying. Um, he must have. He it's have it's have, right yeah. there. It's all because of Harvey Klinger. Marsha didn't seem to have a problem with using somebody else's stuff. You know what I mean? Like I if she, not, it's her mom's. If stuff. she had makeup, and Jan or Cindy came in and used it, you know she would bitch a fit. Right. So why is it okay for her to use somebody else's stuff? Because it's her mom's, and that's how kids think. Like, well, it's it's just our mom's stuff, which means it's our stuff too. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Carol says that she understands better than she thinks. Marcia adds, but things have changed since you were my age. Carol says, only times have changed, people haven't. Marcia continues, but they have. You know what Harvey says, a girl my age is like a 20-year-old, like a 20-year-old used to be, and a boy at 14 is like 22. Hmm. Yeah. We immediately cut to Mike responding to the statement, and he says, A boy of 13 is 20, or no, a girl of 13 is 20, and a boy at 14 is 22? Carol adds, That's what Harvey said. 
Oh, I should have listened to you, Mike, and not interfered. I don't like uh, the way this is... Oh, this is changing Marsha. Mike thinks for a second and says, Of course, on the other hand, maybe Harvey has a point. We're understanding modern parents. We have to be open-minded and fair about things, right? Carol agrees. Mike goes on, Well, if Harvey is 22 and Marsha is 20 then that's the way they ought to be treated. If that's what Harvey says, Mike then smiles while rubbing his hands together as if he has a deviant, devious plan in the works. Carol thinks for a moment and smiles too. I swear this was an episode of The Cosby Show. Was it? Yeah, because well, it's, it's similar to it. Where Theo, um, he has this idea that he ha- that he's old enough to have everything figured out. He's like, oh, it's yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah. got it figured out. This was the episode where he's like, you know, you know, you're a you're a you're a doctor, and it's okay, and I would love you even if you weren't a doctor. And mom's a lawyer, and I'd love her even if she wasn't a lawyer. So maybe you should love me anyways because I'm your son. Oh yeah, that's and he's right. like, he does like this he's big like, that's the stupidest speech. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think in that same episode they have it where he comes home and it's like he lives in an apartment complex and all the stuff's been taken out of his room and. He has to pay for dinner. He's got to pay rent. Oh yeah, he's sleeping yeah, on the yeah, floor yeah. of his bedroom because he can't afford anything else. Um, I yeah. swear that that's kind of where it, it, it felt like it was going. Like, okay, well, let's teach. They him probably a stole it from the Cosby exactly. Show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. They stole it from the Cosby <laughs> Show. Had to. Have. <clears throat> Later, the doorbell rings. Mike runs to answer it. That motherfucker, he can't wait. He's like so excited. He's like, oh man, I'm going to give Harvey such a hard fucking time. <laughs> he opens the door and it's Harvey. Mike, Mike greets him uh, at the door with a very firm and rough handshake as he pulls him into the house violently. Harvey stumbles but adjusts his glasses. Mike tells him to have a seat and says, Marsha is running a little late for a date, but that's a woman for you, huh? Am I right? <laughs> and uh, Harvey says... Harvey's like, yep, that's a fucking woman for you. Yeah, right. So Mike begins to go in and confirm what he said was true and then suggest that he be treated like an adult with adult responsibilities. Harvey agrees. Mike then says, okay, then. Harvey, what are your plans for the future? And then he just stares at him. Harvey says, the future? Uh, Well, on Sunday, I'm going to get a new tire for my bicycle. <laughs> Mike says, no, no, I mean for work or home, some kind of retirement plan. Harvey says, well, before I retire, I have to get out of junior high school first. Mike says, oh, oh yeah. Just then Carol and Marsha arrive downstairs. Harvey sees Marsha and says, swell, let's go, Marsha. Mike stops him and sits him back down and says, no, no need to rush. Marsha, I was just talking about the two of you. Mike goes on to say that uh, they were discussing the big responsibility of going steady and how pleased Harvey is taking it so seriously. Carol adds, seriously? That's good to know, but before you know it, you'll be out of high school, um, out of college, and hearing those wedding bells. Harvey sits forward, wedding bells? Marcia says, what wedding bells? Mike says, yours and Harvey's, the two of you. A hand in hand forever. Marcia scrunches up her face and says, Me and Harvey? Carol adds, Just like your father and I. Mike smiles and hugs Carol. 
Marsha <laughs> just stares at Mike, stares, and Mike and Carol stares at Mike and Carol and says, We better get going, Harvey. Harvey thanks Mr. Brady as, he, as he's walking out. Mike shakes his hand and says, Hey, nice, have, nice to have that talk with you. And then slaps him on the back <laughs> really hard a couple of times as he walks away. Marsha then tells them good night and they exit the house. How are they getting there? Getting where? To where they're supposed to be going to have soda. <clears throat> like where? How are they getting there? Um, they could just be walking, and we don't really know how far away this place is. That's true, so. but like in the opening shots and the establishing shots, you see the house. It looks like it's smack in the middle of a neighborhood. It doesn't look like it's not like they're in an apartment complex or something in inner city. You know what I mean? Like right. So well, like I used to go to my dad's house in the summer, and we lived in a similar type suburban neighborhood. Right. But if you walked down, there was actually like a corner store down at the end of the road. Um. Which at the end of the road was like a corner for like a little bit of a bigger road, you know, that had businesses and stuff like that. So on that corner was a nice little like general store type thing. They had all okay. kinds of stuff in there. So maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't know. So Marsha and Harvey, Harvey walk out the front door and Marsha asks, what was that all about? Harvey says, look, Marsha, I don't think I'm ready to be 22 yet. That's not what I meant by going steady. Marsha says, me neither. Maybe we can go steady just once a week. Harvey agrees and says, that's steady enough. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, still want to go to get that soda? Marsha says, sure. But let's hurry and get right home. Kids our age need lots of sleep. They walk off uh, on the date. Hmm. Which I thought that was kind of cheesy. Like, kids our age need sleep. I thought that was kind of dumb. But yeah. Whatever. You think they made out? It could have been. <laughs> I don't know. I get the point of the comment, but I think they could have picked something a little bit different. Right. But... <clears throat> Next, we see Marsha coming home through the front door, holding hands with a different boy that isn't Harvey. Um, This is not the same day, <laughs> just so people know. <laughs> It's like she went there with Harvey and then picked up fucking some Although other random dude. they don't say that. <laughs> That's true, they don't. They never <laughs> specify that. It's assumed. Uh, Mike and Carol are sitting in the chairs in the living room. Marsha says, Mom, Dad, this is Lester. They all greet him. Marsha then tells Lester that the kitchen is that way, and Lester leaves, which I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> She's like, Lester, the kitchen's over there. He was like, okay. Huh. And then just kind of. So he was a stoner. Kid looks like. Yeah, it looks like he was holding in a bong hit or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and then just kind of wanders off and Look then. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, bitchin'. You know. So Marsha sits down with Mike and Carol and says, Isn't he neat? Which I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> like, look at this new toy I just picked yeah, up. Right. Like, isn't he neat? Like, it's like I've, I fucking fondled his balls like the whole way here. Isn't that neat? <laughs> Carol asks. Whatever happened to Danny? See, because it's the same day. <laughs> well, no, he she was left with Harvey, and then oh, Mike asked, uh, and Harvey bugs. Oh, that's right. Mike asked. Marcia says um, Harvey turned out to be a drip, and Danny was dull, and so was Alan. I'm going steady with Lester this week, and she laughs. Carol smiles and says, "Oh, good." Marcia gets up and tells them that. She'll see them later. And I swear when Marsha walks by, they play slutty music. 
I swear they play that <laughs> what is typical slutty strip, music. Well, that kind of strip tease kind of music <clears throat> where like, dang, 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 like yeah. Like saxophone yeah, type yeah, yeah. stuff. I don't get it. Like aren't they concerned about her behavior? Like she's Fair only enough. 13 now and she's already slinging through these dudes like quick and she's right. like she even makes a joke like oh this is who I'm dating this week exactly you know yeah. next week it's gonna be fucking some other dude you know it's, and they're like oh that's cute that's good 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 for you you know not getting tied down you're only 13 play the field you know it's like I don't know I don't know I, I think I feel like conversation playing. should be had like conversation should be had like you should probably like slow down and exactly, like yeah. maybe get the time, take some time to get to know these kids or, right. or don't date them at all. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> so Carol sighs and says, that's a nice age. <laughs> Mike agrees and says, any age is a nice age. Even <laughs> he says with the cat noise, you know. It would have been funny if, and if that's you the would, end of the episode. It would have been funny if Carol was you like, always, "You always talk over me when I say that. that's because you never leave me a chance to to respond." Um, I know. It'd be funny if Carol says, "You know, that's such a nice age," and Mike's like, "Yeah, she seems happy." No, that boy, that is such a nice age. <laughs> okay, now fine, it's do the, your little thing. Me? Yeah. Oh, and that's the end of the episode. Hey. <laughs> All right, so what did you think of this episode of The Brady Bunch? <laughs> it was, I mean, it was all right. I mean, obviously <clears throat> concerns about Marsha turning into a little hoe, but um, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, she had slut-like tendencies, for sure. Yeah. And she's just getting started. Like, she's exactly. only 13. Give her, like, a year or two, she's going to be fucking... These dudes are going to be, like, waiting to take her out. Like, I, you know, like, she'll have, like, a date at, like, seven, just for, like, an hour, and then yeah. he'll drop her off, and she'll pick it. She'll go out with somebody else at, like, 9. Like, yeah. She'll be <laughs> she's showering gonna, in between. She's going to have so many guys <clears throat> come after, she's going to be beating them off with both hands. That's right. <laughs> no, but I would be curious to hear <sighs> what some of the listeners think. Like, you know, is, is this normal behavior? for? Th- I mean, me and Tech aren't 13-year-old girls, and we were allergic to them when we were 13. So is this like normal behavior for thirteen-year-old girls? Like, is it normal for them to date this many or go steady with this many guys? Or is Marsha right. kind of hoish? That's these are good questions. Love yes. to hear back. Yes. So Jimmy, let's take a moment and read another Apple Podcast review. Nice. Nice. So this is uh, entitled "Great Show" with three exclamation points. Nice. Right on. A five-star review Hell from. Yeah. Beyond T. Lee. He says, This show is so much fun. Keep up the good work, Tack. Oh. So uh, this might oh, be oh, well. before he <laughs> realized, you know, that, you know, it's. He probably hasn't listened to season two yet. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's, but I actually that's know fun. this guy. Yeah, I actually know this guy. This guy is Lee Errett from Beyond Terrestrial <laughs> Podcast, who is actually on an episode of this show and he can be heard on season one episode 16 of this show and beyond terrestrial is a fun little podcast it's him and he's also co-host is dan martin which also is on the show as well but it's a podcast dedicated to the strange the macabre the conspiratorial and all things supernatural 
And it's a fun little show, so go check that out. Also part of the Fourth Hand Network as right well. On. So thanks, Lee. I appreciate that. And Dan, keep up the good work. Oh, and Dan. Dan was our uh, our Jeopardy champion. Yeah, that you was see what here, I did there? So. Like, because he said, keep up the word tie. Good word tie. I'm like, and Dan, you keep up the good work. Oh, you co-hosts are like (laughs) sticking together. (laughs) And I'm all like, oh no, he's going to, you know, no, he doesn't know. And I'm just thanking the one guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, and you're, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying you were thoughtful enough to remember the co-host as well. (laughs) Like, like I'm obviously kidding. He, he, you know, we this is only like the third or fourth episode in with me helping right. or me doing it with you. Right. Um, but I am tempted to leave a review that says, keep up the good work, Dan. Like, I don't know. Just, just to be petty about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I always like to say this is something new that, that I think we should remember to say more often okay. at the end of these episodes is our disclaimer. So we had fun here today. We... We do enjoy the Brady Bunch a lot. Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't it have, sounds like we don't. Well, it I mean, sounds this, like we're this making podcast fun of is things. a lot of work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't be going through all this work just, I mean, because these jokes aren't that funny. So, why would we be going through all this work for these lame jokes that we're telling? You know what I mean? Some. Yeah. So we're not like racist. We're not sexist. We're not anything. All jokes are just supposed to be taken tongue in cheek and uh, just to have fun and have a good time. We do love the Brady Bunch and we respect everybody that's been on the show and do love. We do make jokes about Jan or whatever, you know, or Alice at their expense. But we do uh, <laughs> appreciate their their talent. We and say what, what everybody else is thinking and they're just afraid to say it. <laughs> right, there, that's right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything else? Um, I don't believe so. Um, Can you tell us what's coming up on the next episode, maybe? Okay. The next episode is called... Sorry, I cut it off. Uh, Call Me Irresponsible. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like the the song. Call Me Irresponsible. Anyways, Mike gets Greg an after-school job at the architectural firm where he works. But Greg loses his job on the first day after making a very costly error. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. This, to me, this is one of the few episodes that I very, very clearly remember. You do remember? I do, yeah, because um, when I was a kid, I used to go to work with my dad. Um, My dad did construction, and there were certain things that he would teach me um, because I was small enough to fit in tight areas. So whenever they had like like underneath a water heater that had to be done uh, or anything yeah. like tight spaces like that inside cabinets and stuff, they would bring me in and have me do it because I knew how to do it and I could fit in easier than they could. Um, and I remember watching this and it kind of hit home with me because it's like, well, my dad gave me a chance and this is somebody's house, like somebody's home. And if I screw that up, mm-hmm. like, you know, who knows? Like, what if they have problems five, ten years down the road? It'd be like, who was the moron that did this? You know. Um, so watching mm-hmm. this episode, it kind of hit home with me. I was like, yikes, that's scary. You know? Oh wow, that's cool. Well, you'll be doing the synopsis on it, so this should be fun. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's our soccer mom. Cool. It is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else? We good? W- what's your thoughts on an outro <laughs> saying? Oh yeah, we always <laughs> keep forgetting about yeah. that. We need, we need to come up with something. 
I mean, because you do um, say have a sunshine day. You use that a lot. Yeah, that's already like in the auto outro. Right, right, right. Um, we just need something like, I've been Tech and I've been Jimmy and we will blah, 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 blah. You know, like, you know. And this has been a very Brady podcast? No, that's lame. Um. Well, I mean, I think that's what you said last week. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it works. I mean. Oh, well, that's okay. Hmm. And this has been a bunch of fun. Uh, (laughs) it's not bad i mean we can try that (laughs) oh my goodness all right well i have been tacked and i have been jimmy and jimmy says this has been a bunch (laughs) of fun of fun (laughs) all right i'll see you jimmy later Hey, I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by and come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Hey, go ahead and check out AVeryBradyPodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? Or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804 804- 446-1901 leave a voicemail I'll play it on the show you can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com the link is in the description of this episode join in on the conversation in the Facebook group it's called a very Brady Facebook group so get in there get on the conversation post memes I don't care just don't be a racist and be sure to also check out the Patreon page if you enjoy the show give a donation and become a patron I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.